Welcome to Biz Help For You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. There always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here is your host, Candy Messer. Hello, and welcome to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, How to Overcome the Fears and Stigmas in Selling, informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, a link is located under the episode directory on my Voice America page, as well as links for iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify. If there are topics you'd find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at abnp.com. Now let's learn a little bit about the guest we're having today. Robin Taney is the Get Real Girl from Studio 4 PR. She works exclusively with small business owners and creative entrepreneurs to help them get results that are realistic, engaging, authentic, and long-lasting. In other words, real. She's also a certified solution partner with Constant Contact, email marketing, and co-author of Navigating Entrepreneurship, Secrets to Put You on the Course to Success, which hit number one in hot new releases within 12 hours of launching on Amazon. So Robin, welcome to today's show. Hi, Candy. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to have you here. I know this is another great topic that entrepreneurs are going to find helpful because there's so much confusion nowadays with, you know, what should we be doing for marketing? So I know you're going to share lots of great tips. Um, But before I get into any questions, I'd love for you to just give us a little bit more background on yourself and how you got involved in this industry. Sure. Well, my background is kind of a patchwork quilt. So it's all these different squares that when sewn together, they somehow make sense. So I have a background in um, nonprofit, tourism and hospitality, broadcasting, internet marketing. um, And when it's all like, you know, somehow they all, it all works together. The common denominator that I have with all of these is either media relations or working with business leaders or working with community leaders. And I felt very, um, I felt very committed that, or convicted, I guess, that entrepreneurs and small business owners were not getting the recognition or the visibility that they really needed. And it was either because they had an understanding that PR is about the um, scandalous and that the, and there was a big disconnect between what they understood PR to be and what it really is. So um, they didn't think that there was anything worthy that they could talk about or that they could um, share about their business. And I really had to, um, teach a lot of them that PR is um, not just about, you know, while it's great to get on the front page of the newspaper, if the next day that newspaper is being used to wrap fish, what did it really do for you? You know, (laughs) you know what I mean? You know, I mean, if you think about it, it's like, that's what, that's kind of how 
that that's kind of how timely or or um, the window of opportunity is. So I really made it my um, goal or mission, I guess, that I wanted to work with business owners to help them identify who their ideal client was and be able to get in front of that person. So instead of it trying to be um, for the masses, it was if you were engaging with one person who was your ideal client, then you were um, you were going to attract others that were that same way. So it's been a definitely been a learning process because the entrepreneurs and the small business owner community wasn't really ready for that mentality, mm-hmm. but. You have to remember that small businesses are make up most of U.S.-based businesses. Right. So small businesses are running the economy, you know, and so we have to um, we have to give them the the just desserts. So we have to give them their just due, so that they are um, that they stay around for a long time. Right. Well, I know we're going to talk a lot about email marketing today and, you know, how to use it. But the first question should be, is it really a good tool for small business owners and why? It is. Um, One of the best reasons is because of the return on investment. Um, I think there's a a couple of studies that say that for every 40 or for every dollar a business owner invests $44 $44 comes back to them via mm. email, via a relationship that's set up through email marketing. Um, email marketing gives you the opportunity to connect with a prospect or a customer in, a, in the same way that a major company may. Um, and if you know the basic tenets of marketing are to get your clients to know, like, and trust you. Mm-hmm. So email marketing helps you build that relationship, nurture it, and create brand awareness so that when they are ready to buy, they will think of you. Mm-hmm. And you may have heard that it typically takes like seven to nine touches before a customer is ready to buy. Um, and one of the so one of the reasons that your email list is so valuable is that you can't predict when somebody um, will be ready to take that next step with you. And if you deliver valuable information over the course of time, more prospects will trust you and hopefully tell their friends about you. Right. So if you want someone to be seeing your email and have them on the list, how do you even you know get people to sign up for your list? Well, first and foremost, you must, 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 I cannot emphasize this enough, you must have permission. Mm -hmm. Um, Getting someone's business card does not constitute permission unless you ask if you can add them. Um, And that is something that is very um, strongly honored by Constant Contact. Um, there are other email platforms um, that they, they all have some sort of um, uh, policies in place pertaining to spam and opt-in and everything. Um, but Constant Contact is, is very strict. Mm-hmm. Um, so that aside... Um, there are a number of ways you can get people to sign up for your list. Um, it can be, you know, as basic as having a clipboard at a trade show um, or your place of business. 
But you should also have a sign-up form on every page of your website or blog and all your social media pages. Um, as, a, as a solution provider with Constant Contact, one of my favorite features they have is called Text to Join. And this is where you can give a uh, prospect a keyword and a five-digit code, and then they can text it. And it automatically adds them to your list. Mm-hmm. So if I was I just to, did that this weekend, actually, or did last you? Friday. Yes, okay. I did. <laughs> yeah. So like if you and I are at a, a networking event and we're chatting and and you're like, oh, I'd really love to be on your email list. I could say, oh, well, that's great, Candy. Um, just text Studio 4 PR to 22828. And then you could do it right there from your phone and it will add you. So that is definitely a, um, you know, is definitely one of the, you know, it is one of the best ways, um, you know, networking events, anything where you're getting, um, you, you have an opportunity to be meeting people who are your ideal client. Don't just go and try to get anybody on your list. You really want to try to be getting your ideal client, the kind that is going to um, benefit from the content that you're going to be providing. Mm-hmm. I have a quick question then on this text to join, because to be honest, like I said, I just did it as I was in the audience and they said, you know, the same thing. So I've done it, but I never thought about it as a business owner myself and doing it. Like how simple is that to get a phone number, you know, or that five digit code for you to be able to say, hey, if you want to join my list, you know, text this number. It is as simple as um, pressing a button in um, inside constant contact. So constant contacts. Um, like code is 22828. So everybody, you know, that is how constant contact is identified. Um, And then it's just a matter of coming up with your keyword. And it's very easy to set it up inside um, your constant contact account. And then you can use that, you can put that information on your email signature, or you could put it on a, um, a poster at a trade show. You can mention it if you're doing like a webinar and um, or doing a speaking event. You can give that out um, during the um, during your talk, and they can, you know, then they can do it right there because a lot of, you want to capture them when they're um, when it's kind of like at top of mind for them. Right. Perfect. Well, and do you have any other like ideas on? Obviously, text to join is great, but how to capture someone's attention, maybe if you're not even seeing them in person, like what can you do to get them to add to your list? Oh, absolutely. Well, obviously, content is going to be is going to be very, very valuable. Um, You want to be um, creating ways that they can um, see your content and benefit from them. So if it's a matter of doing um, a. like an offer, like a, an incentive, you know, Mm -hmm. somebody's email is like gold. Mm -hmm. So, and there are so many people competing for a space in our inbox that we want to really treat it as highly, that it's highly valuable, which it is. So, um, being able to do a, um, 
you know, a case study or a white paper or offering some kind of an incentive is always a great people to is always a great way to get people onto your list. Mm-hmm. Well, and you were just mentioning, you know, people have so many emails, and I agree. I feel like I have so many coming in every single day. So, what can a business owner do to make their email stand out in you know all of that noise? Basically, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I have like I think. 98,000, you know, emails. And that's not a joke. I mean, it's just, it's crazy because, you know, everybody offers something good, you know, offers something as an incentive and then you sign up and then you get inundated with the emails and then you don't have time to read them. So it's, it's very, um, it's a, it's sort of a, like a love hate type thing where we need it, but sometimes it can be overwhelming. So if you want to keep your subscribers for the long haul, you must consistently deliver great content. But let's face it, you're competing, you are competing with thousands of other email marketing marketers who are trying to do the same thing. So here's a couple of ways to stand out. One is having a great subject line that will help get your email opened. Research mm-hmm. shows more emails are opened if you use their name in the subject line. Mm. So you want to keep it short. Um, 40 to 60 characters is what will typically fit on a laptop view. And 20 to 30 are what will fit on a mobile device. And the percentage of emails that are open on a mobile device is higher than on um, a laptop or a desktop. So you kind of, you know, keep that in mind. If somebody is reading it on a mobile device, you want them to be able to see the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to risk any of it being cut off. So try to keep it to six to eight words uh, max. You'll want to stay away from spam trigger words which are things like free, buy now, buy now, limited time, or act now. Those are all things that will automatically get picked up by the spam filters, and it may not even send the the message out. It'll get Mm. dumped right into spam. Um, If you're using an email platform like Constant Contact, which, like I said, has very strong spam filters, using these emails could could get them automatically bounced. Um, Next, you can have the straightest, you can have the greatest content in the world, but if it just looks, you know, blah, like if you open it up and it's just like all this text on a white background, um, your reader won't hang around long enough to want to read it. So you want to use like a branded template. Your email marketing should be part of your marketing, you know, branding. So what your website, how your website looks and your logo looks, your email marketing should, um, should, you know, be compatible. Um, Constant Contact, for example, has hundreds of, um, templates and um, styles and formats that you can use and you can customize them um, to make them your own. They even have a, they have a whole section, they have a whole gallery of every kind of template that you could possibly want for any occasion from thank yous to holidays to whatever. And then they have this whole other section that's called branded templates. And you, you click on it, you put your website address in you click on it and what it does is it goes to your website and it pulls your colors and your um kind of like your style and -hmm. then it creates a template for you based on your branding so you don't have to even like it's not like you have to hire a designer 
to create branded templates for you. Um, so you want to make sure that you're 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 thinking about um, what your colors and your logo look like. You you definitely use high quality images. Um, they say uh, three at the most um, and twenty lines of text or less because you want people to be looking at it and not be overwhelmed. So you can, um, if you have like a um, something like a longer article, you can click click to a link that will go to where it resides on your blog. Mm-hmm. But you want them when they open it up to have this you know, just where it has a a nice um, look to it. Right. Makes sense. Well, we've had some great tips already, but believe it or not, it's time to take a break. Uh, So when we come back, we'll continue to chat with Robin about email marketing. You're listening to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer on Voice America Internet Radio. We'll be right back after this brief commercial break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses, such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Biz Help for You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at abnp.com. That's media at abandp.com. Now, back to Biz Help for You. Welcome back to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer. In the last segment, Robin Taney told us about her background and how she got into assisting entrepreneurs with some of their public relations. Let's continue our discussion on email marketing tips. So, Robin, can email marketing be used to promote a business as well as provide content? 
Absolutely. Um, email marketing should definitely be part of an entrepreneur's marketing toolbox for the reasons that I listed earlier, which was that you can build a relationship with clients and nurture it along the way. Um, but you also are um, providing educational and informative um, information. Um, and if done right, your content should provide valuable information that they can get without buying anything. But you mm-hmm. still want to tie into whatever your program or product is that you offer so that it will help them get ready to take the next step. So things like including coupons, um, videos that offer a discount um, can pro- are all ways that you can provide further enticement to them and to keep them coming back for your information mm. and you should and you should use the um the 80 80 15 promotional rule that you use with um social media that makes sense i think for me i, I mean i have an email newsletter that goes out once a month and to be honest it took me a long time to even decide to do it because I was like oh you know people probably don't want to learn about accounting (laughs) or something as much right you know and actually one lady told me that's why people hire you because they don't want to do it themselves so they probably don't want to read about it you know (laughs) but anyway I had some people encourage me and so I thought well once a month is enough and actually I I make it a little more personal at the top too just you know a little bit of kind of a little letter. I usually try to include something in there that is, you know, not just about what's happening now, like work-wise, but I might tell, you know, something like in my last one, I think I said, you know, I had gone to Ecuador. I got to see my grandson. I was super excited, you know, things like that. So it's a little bit personal. Yeah. And then I have a kind of a, like a calendar of events so I can share some upcoming things that people might be interested in. Now that I have the radio show, I also say, you know, did you have the chance to listen to, you know, the things that we had last time and create links to go to those shows and then I have two blogs that I've already shared before that I pick one is the subject line, actually, which is interesting. You said to use a name, but I try to share some information that I think might be helpful for my clients. So, for instance, I might say, don't forget, January is uh, where you need to look to see if your state has a minimum wage increase. Right. That's one of the things that we are going to have in the one that goes out. Actually, it went out today. Uh, but anyway, that's kind of my format. But I was actually really scared to even start doing a newsletter because I thought, oh, people aren't going to find it interesting. Like, do you <laughs> find that people are afraid to even do this because they either don't know what to share or think it's not really what people want? Like, what do you suggest that way? Um, well, it's, it's, it is, but it's also a lot of people who are, um, they just don't know how are they going to come up with ideas like mm-hmm. how are they going to come up with all the content information which is where having a good plan in place is really really important and i recommend that for 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 all of an entrepreneur's pr um that you know at the end of, like this time at this time of the year as you're going into gearing up for the next year is really take a look at what you have coming up in the next 12 months, Um, any Mm -hmm. events that you're going to or speaking engagements or anything that is um, new products that are launching or services that you're, you're going to be offering and um, map out where you can um, either include information that will um, help 
give them more information about it or help them be able to um, tune into whatever it is that you're you're offering and just have some sort of a, of a content plan like with themes or you know like for you April is obviously going to be big because of people that are doing their taxes and you know what are the or what are the like employer employment you know laws that they need to be um, prepared for so your themes can be very easily kind of categorized according to the months other people might you know it might be something like um you know a special promotion that you do around valentine's day or a um you know a a a big event that you have that's coming up or if it's a nonprofit, um maybe you have a um, opportunity to fundraise and you it might, might have something where you need to take donations or something. So um, it's really a matter of being prepared and um, knowing that you need to be, once you make the commitment, you really do need to be consistent um, right. because that's how it builds awareness for people. I think that's why I decided for one reason why I decided to do monthly too because monthly is a little bit easier to handle than having to have something every week but at the same time I didn't want to inundate people's mailbox right you know (laughs) so right but I have had a few people that have told me like oh I love your newsletter like one told me she really liked the personal stuff at the top and one person told me like you always share you know really great content and you don't always hear from people and you know I don't have, I'm not like one of those blogs that people just write a whole bunch of comments or anything like that, you know, or obviously your newsletters, you don't get comments, but to just have a couple people even say like, oh, I find this really helpful or interesting is kind of nice because then it, it's like, okay, it's worth the effort, yeah, right? Right, right. You know? <laughs> so on that note, kind of though, how do you measure the success of an email marketing campaign and why is it important? Well, measurement is always important because you obviously want to know if you're achieving your attended, intended results. Um, did it resonate with your audience? Did it drive more traffic to your website? Did it generate more sales? Um, and those are all questions that can be measured and help you decide if you should do the campaign again or if you should scrap it for something else. Your most important numbers to look at are going to be your open rates your click-through rates, and your bounce rates. Open rates show how many people are actually opening your emails. And a good open rate for like the industry standard-wise is between 15 and 25%. Um, Constant Contact actually has on their website, um, has open rates that are broken down by industry. So if people want to know more specifically for what their industry is, um, they can get a better idea. But typically, you know, between 15 and 25 is kind of what you're, um, what you're, what you should be gauging. Um, The click through rate is if people are clicking on the links that are in the website or the, um, your call to action. So a good click through rate is considered to be um, 2.5%. Um, And the bounce rate is also very important because it tells whether your list is dead or just not um, engaged with you. So if if you're getting a lot of bounced emails, you want to pay attention to that, um, especially if you're with constant contact, because if you have a certain number, a certain percentage of bounce rates compared to the size 
and the number of emails that went out, um, they will suspend your account if there's too many um, bounce rates mm. or too many bounces. Um, and you have to think of it's it's kind of there's a lot of seems like there's a lot of a lot of um, uh, code words in here because there's like there's like soft bounces which is mm-hmm. when someone who has a temporary hold on like email delivery, like if they put a vacation stop in um, that can um, make the email bounce. So it's not like it's a bad email. It's just not, it just didn't get delivered at that, you know, at that particular time, a hard bounce is an email address that no longer exists. And you want that number to be below 2%. Um, you also want to make sure that you don't have role email addresses, R-O-L-E. Um, and these are ones that go to a group or a department like production at xyzcompany.com. Mm. Um, and that is because there's no guarantee that everyone who receives the email actually opted in to receive it. Right. So, And because permission-based email marketing um, is you know, has to be in compliance with the spam laws. Um, It has to be, you know, so, so, so you can't send any, like, you know, if you get, um, you know, any that are like for departments, just, you just specifically need to ask the person, I need an individual email address. Um, And, you you know, obviously, you know, if it is, if it's consistently too high, you'll want to make sure that you're, you know, keeping track of why it's too high. I remember I worked with a, um, I worked with a, um, a chamber of commerce that had, oh my God, it must have had like twenty thousand names on its email list, and about twelve thousand of them seemed to be either bounce where they were bouncing, or they were. Um, uh, you know, we didn't know how old they were, you Mm. know, how, you know, like how old is the list and where did you get them from? And like, if you bought the list, um, they, is it, is it like a, um, an, a, a, um, a real authentic, you know, are the names on it authentic and everything. So there's a lot of, there's a lot to be said for actually doing the painstaking process of, getting the people on your list that you know are on your list as opposed to just trying to build up high numbers. Right. So it may take longer, but it'll be worth, it'll be worth more in the long run. Right. So what does an ideal email look like then? If we're going to send something out, what should that look like? Okay. So, um, pretty basic. It's, um, the, the ideal um, email obviously, like I mentioned earlier, has a has a great subject line um, because that's what you want people to um, to see. That's going to entice them to open it. Um, it should be pleasing to look at with the um, the branded images, um, and then it should include no more than three high quality images or video, twenty lines of text or less, and most importantly, a call to action that's clear and easy to find. And that is probably one of the biggest reasons why people don't get the click-through rates that they um, are hoping for is because they do not have a click, a clear call to action. Um, 
you know, sometimes it's it's hard to find where the button is or what do they want, you know, what does the um, sender want me to do? So you have to be really um, almost like you're, not like you're talking down to somebody, but almost like you're, you're guiding them to mm-hmm. um, specifically what it is that you want them to do. What action do you want them to take? Um, and just being really, really clear about it. So what if a business doesn't have a lot of content to share, then can the email marketing still work for them? Oh, my gosh, of course. Um, I mean, you have to remember, you're building a relationship with your ideal customer. So you're you're going to take a lot of your feedback from what it is that they um, are about and what it is that they want to know. So you want to share what's going to draw them in. Mm-hmm. Um, restaurants can share their menu or a coupon for a free appetizer um, or a favorite recipe. A yoga studio can include their class schedule um, and a dentist can send appointment reminders and tips for tooth care between visits. So think out of the box in terms of um, what your specific industry um, and what your audience is most needing Mm -hmm. and be able to see if you can provide that through your email marketing. So basically don't be afraid to start sending out a newsletter, even if you don't think you have a lot of things already ready to share. Right. It's okay. Right. (laughs) Right. And you know, like, like how you were thinking that you were, you didn't know what to share or you didn't Mm -hmm. think you had enough to share. It's, it's not, um, you don't have to, it doesn't have to always be an article that you've tried to write and put together. It could be um, behind the scene photos of an, uh, getting ready for an event. It could be, um, you know, some, it could be like a lesson learned when you were in Ecuador visiting your grandson that somehow has a business um, you know, that you could somehow connect to business mm-hmm. um, that could just be sort of a, a metaphor, you know, could be metaphoric. Um, so you just have to kind of just really think in terms of the visual part of it and mm-hmm. um, what can you, how can you use that that's going to get them to um, draw them in. Right. Perfect. Well, it looks like it's just about time for another quick break. So be sure to hang around to hear more from Robin Taney of Studio 4PR about the use of email marketing for your business. We'll be right back after a brief commercial break. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. 
Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses, such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. Tired of the Get Rich Quick or How to Flip Home shows? Are you ready to step up your game and invest in commercial real estate? James Nelson, a top New York City broker, will show you step-by-step how to acquire, operate, and profit. You'll also hear from real estate legends on how they made their fortunes and industry experts on strategies for success. Tune into Real Estate Investing, live from New York, on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Business. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You are listening to Biz Help For You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at abnp.com. That's media at abandp.com. Now, back to Biz Help For You. Welcome back to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. Today, I'm chatting with Robin Taney of Studio 4 PR. Let's find out a bit more information from her about how to implement email marketing strategies. So, Robin, what if a business has an existing list, but there's been little to no engagement? Well, let me tell you what not to do first. Don't threaten or berate your list. (laughs) And I say this because some entrepreneurs think the shock of an email like threatening to remove them is enough to spur subscribers to action. But is that how you want? to build a long-lasting relationship with them, you know? No. (laughs) Um, And I've, you know, I've been on the receiving end of some of these where I think they're trying to be kind of tongue-in-cheek, but it just just comes, it just rubs me the wrong way that somebody is like, okay, Robin, you have, you know, this is your last chance. If you're, if you don't respond, I'm going to take you off my list kind of thing. And then I just, you know what I do? I just, I hit the delete button right there. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, I'll I'll do it for you first, okay? (laughs) Um, So instead, um, send out a survey asking for feedback on what kind of content they want to see. Um, because again, you're really, you need to provide what they want to see, not what you think they need. Um, and if you, if you are the one who hasn't engaged with your list in a while, like say, like when I, when my mom passed away, um, in April and I was, you know, I basically was gone from January of last year until, um, June or July of, um, you know, the summer. And it was just, and I had told my list, you know, that I was going to be going to be, you know, leaving, but I was gone for longer than I thought I was. So, you know, when I went back, um, you know, I sent out an, an email, an initial email 
um, saying that I was back um, and that I have some exciting things that are in the works that I can't wait to share with them. Um, So if you do something like that where you're saying um, I've – you know, I know I've been I know I've been out of touch for a while, but um, I've been working on some really great things. I'm really excited to share them with you. Um, and then you can also offer a free incentive, like a report or a checklist, as a way of enticing them to stick around, because mm-hmm. you want them to know that that they that it matters to you that they stay, that they're not just another number on right. your list. Um, so I think that, you know, whatever it is that you can do, you don't want to be desperate. You don't want to be, um, you know, I will, I'll, I'll do anything to keep you. I want you to stay because you don't want people that aren't going to be engaged. You want the people right. you, it would be better to have people that are uh, a smaller list to have people that are engaged than have a big list and nobody be engaged. Right. And that's why they say, don't, you know, try to buy names or any of that stuff either, because that, that's not going to do you any good anyway, right? They no. They're not Mm-mm. interested necessarily. So let them, let it happen organically. Yes. Yeah. So what if a business is active on social media? Then do they really need email marketing? Yes. Um, email marketing and social media, you know, they work beautifully together. Um, but the metrics in email marketing programs give you so much detailed information that you can really use to um, fine tune what you're sharing with your audience. Um, and the thing that's great about Constant Contact is that it integrates with Facebook. So you can create a Facebook ad and if they click on the ad, it signs them up to your list. Hmm. So it it actually gives you valuable information that you're not losing the people that are on that are checking you out on social media and not and not getting them to move over to email because it's that part takes takes care of it for you. Um, in constant contact, you can also segment your list according to where they live, um, the products that they purchased from you, and then you can create specific messages that are just for them. So if you have part of your list that is a specific for a specific product or a specific service, like if you just wanted to send something to people that just listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. um, you could send a specific message just to them. And then it's much more, it's not watered down. You can always tell when, when they're sending like a mass email to somebody, cause it sounds like you're kind of in there, but you, it's not talking specifically to you or it's, or, you know, why are they saying that I bought this product when I didn't buy it? Right. Um, so it's 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 nice to be able to do something that's very specific to what your audience is looking for. So I have another question for you then where you said, you know, if they click on a Facebook ad, it adds you to the list, you know, and then we talked earlier about permission based marketing. So right. is that considered like they know if they're clicking and going to your list that they're giving permission for that? Or yes. is there another place where you have to say, you know, yes, you're being added to my list. Do you give permission to receive my email? Yeah, no, they have to they have to get permission when they um, when you create the ad, it gives a, a thing that a, a little checkbox or something. Checkbox. Okay. That that they have to check off that says um, 
by, you know, by clicking this, you are um, agreeing that you want to receive communications from me. So right, yeah, okay. they it'll have to it it definitely integrates with that. Perfect. So if a business has never done email marketing, what should they, they do first? Oh, well, obviously, the very first thing you want to do is build your list because you don't really have anybody to market to without it. Mm-hmm. So this is where your focus should really be. And this is not necessarily something, you know, like we've talked about, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. Um, it should be you should let it happen organically. Um, you don't want to add anybody but without their permission. But, you know, if you attend networking events and conferences where your ideal client is and you utilize the text to join or you have um, sign-up forms that you can include um, at the event or um, put it in your email signature, um, you know, and on every page of your website and everything, um, you will add, you'll you'll automatically, it'll start to um, gradually grow. So that would be the first thing. Um, And then after that, I would probably create the, um, I would have an email marketing plan. So um, maybe initially, and you don't have to wait until you have a certain number. Don't be looking for a specific number. If you get 10 people on your list or 100 people on your list, um, you could, for the, for the, for your very first thing, you could send out a, a survey. Um, Constant Contact has surveys that are like built right into their platform. Um, you can send out a survey saying, hey, I'm just, you know, I'm just starting out sending out, you know, a newsletter. Um, I have a ton of great information to share, but I really want to know what you want to hear most about or learn about and then kind of get their um, feedback and then you can kind of tailor it based on specifically what they want. And that will help you as you go forward in terms of creating courses or um, programs and products. And when you ultimately are doing the launch, um, it'll help you in the marketing. Mm-hmm. And I actually just had a, another thought that when you mentioned the text to join again, which I remember, you know, I, like I said, I did this weekend, um, but it just dawned on me like, okay, well, when you're doing text to join, that's your cell phone number, right? Not your email. Um, this one happened to have like, after I, you know, did my thing, it asked, you know, may I have your name? And, and then afterwards, and, you know, another question, is it okay to have your email? I gave them all my information because I did want to be on their list and everything, but uh is that kind of the normal routine for all of them? Or what if you just get their cell phone number and then they don't want to give the rest of the information so you're not really email marketing? Like, is that an issue? Well, the um, you mean like if you're manually entering it for them? No, so for in this case, when I did it this weekend, right, I'm at a place and they did that, you know, if you want, text, you know, this number to this, you know, or this right. name to this code, right? So that's your cell phone number that they have first, right? Because you've just done a text. They don't know your email or anything yet, right? And then they well, ask, you know, the name and the email, which I gave them later. But what if someone just texts you, you have the text to join, they say yes, but then you don't actually get an email. All you have is their phone number. So, um, okay, so it's kind of like, this is kind of a two-part question because in the text to join, um, what you will get, like if somebody joins up for your list through text to join, what you will get is a text back saying, 
so-and-so with this email address just joined your list. And then in your content or in your database, their information is already in there because they put it in. I mean, constant contact added it. Um, For the other part of your question, like if they just give you the cell phone number, that's where it would be like if they gave you a business card. You have to physically say to them, um, can I, you know, would you like to be added to my email list? And if they say yes, um, and all you have is, is a cell phone number for them, then you just, you know, you have to call them and say, hey, can I have an email address for you so I can add you to, your e- to my email list? Um, so it's a little more, you know, t- time intensive, but it, it, it still would get them on. But yes, you definitely have to, you know, in order to have that, you definitely have to ask permission. Right. Uh, so obviously we were talking earlier about email marketing and the content and coming up, you know, with all of that. And it just, as busy entrepreneurs, we have so many things on our plate. So is there a way to streamline that process? Um, yes. Um, but you also have to recognize that it is a commitment and you have to be consistent because otherwise your hard work won't yield the results that you are looking for. Um, but here are some ways to make it easier. Um, one is having an email marketing plan like I mentioned earlier. I mean, uh, really nothing is worse than trying to come up with ideas on the fly. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just, it's horrible. I mean, it's just, you know, it makes, it, it doesn't, it doesn't lend itself to um, creating the kind of continuity that you want. Um, So you have to think about, you have to really be thinking about what your readers want, which is where the survey and the, you know, all the engagement and feedback and stuff that you've gotten from them before. Um, Including, you know, if you include things like coupons, invitations to events, like if you're in the retail or or restaurant industry, that isn't something that's going to take up a lot of, you know, man time, man hours. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something that you can just, you can create it and just, and then it'll, out it will go. Um, And actually, you know what I'm going to say? I know you have tons of tips right now and we're actually getting super close to the end of the show and I want to make sure you have the opportunity to share your offer and how people can connect with you. So I'm going to encourage listeners, if you're intrigued by what she's saying and we're running out of time, definitely reach out to her. But why don't you actually let us know what your offer is and then how people can reach out to you? Okay, sure. Um, Well, as I stated at the beginning, I have a PR business. And so I do... um, everything PR related. So whether it's press releases or um, PR campaigns or book launches or, you know, event planning or any of that kind of thing. But since constant, since email marketing is such a, an important part of a small business owner's toolbox, um, what I really want to offer people is a two month free trial of constant contact um, so that they can actually see all the great tools and all the great features that it offers. And then um, in addition to the two-month trial, it comes with a um, free consultation with me to actually walk you through um, the st- step-by-step of how the features work, how they integrate, what specifically is it that you would need for your business to um, really help you uh, build your list and, and reach your customers, some creative ideas that can maybe 
you know, help your business grow. Um, and I, uh, there's a, a link that they can use to sign up, um, which is a, a really, is one of those really long ones. Um, so maybe there's a, a way maybe that we have can, them reach out to you, like through social media or an email address, and you can actually send that to them to click yes. know, or do something too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my email address is Robin Taney, R-O-B-I-N-T-A-N-E-Y at gmail.com. Okay. And if anybody's interested, they can just um, send me an email with um, a free offer or a trial offer in the subject line, and I'll make sure they get it right away. Perfect. And do you have a phone number or anything you want to share, or you think email's the best? Sure. Um, my phone number is 585 585- Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Robin, for being my guest today. I know this was a lot of information. There's so much more we could share, um, but I, you know, we had to fit it into this hour. (laughs) Thank you to the guests who are listening today. I hope you found this topic interesting and that you answered some questions about how to use email marketing to share content with your readers. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Robin at any of the information, the links that she had shared. You can also send us a message at media at abandp.com. Next week's topic is four critical financial challenges facing small business owners. I hope you can join us for this presentation. And please remember, you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is www.abandp.com and p.com links can be found on my voice america page remember to tune in each tuesday at 2 p.m pacific standard time and if you can't join us for the live show you can find the episode saved on the business channel on www.voiceamerica.com or find the podcast posted on itunes tune in stitcher and spotify until next time have a great week Thank you for listening to BizHelp for You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a terrific week.